Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Make Your Business Dance podcast. My name is Troy Adams. I am your host. But more importantly, today, I have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest with us. And let me, let me brag on her for a second. She's currently the 2022 International President for WIPA. She's been named NACE Speaker of the Year. She regularly contributes to Wedding Planner Magazine, CaterSource, SpecialEvents.com. She's a wedding pro educator for Wedding Wire and The Knot. She is a longtime industry speaker and writer. She's all over the globe. Her publicity efforts are regularly honored by Public Relations Society of America. She's a certified wedding event professional. She's been doing it a long time. But even more than that, she is an incredible, incredible person. She has every right to be high on her horse on this amazing pedestal in our industry, but she's not. She's one of the most approachable, wonderful people around. And I'm so, so, so honored to have her on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner of OFD Consulting, Megan Ely. Woo! Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is one of the nicest intros. First of all, I don't know if I can live up to that intro. One, two, I'm exhausted. Thank you. I was like, oh my gosh. And three, we need to take our act on the road. Like if we're both speaking at something, can I like, we should absolutely do that. Absolutely. Have, it's like, Trey has to interview him. Hey, he has to be the one to introduce me. <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind. It means will, a lot. I will follow you anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you for the very warm welcome. Like I'm almost blushing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for taking time to be here today to, Hey, I'm going to benefit from everything that our listeners are going to benefit from and that I get to sit here and for the next 20 minutes and just listen to you share your wealth of information on public relations or as, as we, what do we call it? We, we played around with dancing with publicity. I love that. I, well, I guess, I mean, I was kind of thinking about what we should call it. And based on the theme, it seemed to kind of write itself. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. So okay. I, I feel like PR is one of those missing pieces for a lot of, a lot of small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me what, you know, what do you see when working with businesses that they're not doing? How did, you know, how did you get to this place with PR? Yeah. Well, how, let's start with kind of the quickie origin story, you know, how I got it in is honestly, I've always had a deep appreciation for the world of the media. I mean, we're talking, I was a little kid with construction paper, making magazines, you know, people magazines and all this. And, and, and so I've always loved that. And believe it or not, there was a high school career test that told me I should do PR. It's a longer story where I just kept walking that walk, knowing, not knowing really what it was. And finally, when I realized I had a sincere interest in going to school for it, if I understood what it was. So I looked it up probably in an encyclopedia, because I'm a kid of the nineties and it really did resonate with me and went to school for it. And I've always, I mean, I've loved it. I've always loved the education behind it, the theories behind it and putting it into practice. And when I graduated, I went into the wedding world. I was really drawn to that industry, but I found a way over the years to keep pushing the PR side of it. I was actually the, this little fun fact, I was the first PR chair for a local wedding association. It's down defunct. It was many years ago, but I was like baby Megan Ely, uh, 22 doing the PR for this like wedding association all these years ago. And so um, I fell into it very strategically. I went to school for it and just continued to learn in that. Um, It would take a longer story to tell you how I fell into OFD, but let's just, you know, in the one sentence ish is that, you know, I've been working in venues, had always wanted to combine the two loves and 
jumped into a job that simply wasn't a fit. That's a polite way to put it. And so I decided I always knew I was going to start a PR agency for wedding pros. So I started a little bit early, right? So that, that's yeah. like an origin story. That's a polite version of my origin story, I should say. But I, but you know, to your point, it absolutely is something that's missing from a lot of small businesses, events, or otherwise. It's something that people confuse it with advertising and marketing. Um, they might jump in too early. It might be jumping in a little late. So it is something that should be on most people's radars. I agree with you on that. So how, okay. So you did, you segue to a great, great, uh, great segue as far as what you said there that a lot of people don't understand what it is. So can you, can you break down exactly what sure. publicity is, you know, how it differentiates from from other promotional strategies. Yeah, absolutely. Because Well, here's the thing. For anyone who you went to a college or university, PR is taught in an entirely different academic building than advertising and marketing. I mean, it's even different dress codes. I was, I was in PR. We would be like a step up from our PJs while the marketing kids in business would come <laughs> in a suit and tie. I mean, totally different human beings, right? But then you go out in the real world and they all mesh together. And that's not actually, they're actually still very different disciplines, probably more similar dress codes, but we do dress up a little bit more in the real world. But public relations is when you have a message, right? Like I'm awesome at what I do. You should hire me, something like that. You're trying to get it out to an intended audience. And PR is when you utilize the media as that channel that connects your message to that actual audience. So if you're an event pro who wants to be the best DJ in the Carolinas, bar none, and you need to get out to engage couples as well as those in a position to refer business to you, you know, PR is when you do that through the media, through being quoted, being featured, things like that. Um, it's easy to confuse that with advertising because advertising is also when you have a message, you're also using the media to get to your audience, but there's an exchange of money. You're paying for controlled place and time. You know, if you get gotcha. quoted, on entertainment trends for 2022, 2023, you're at the mercy of the editor, right? There's no exchange of money. You give me your right. expertise. They quote you the way they quote you. They, right. they, they hopefully spell your name, right? You know, it's just kind of up in the air. But if you want to strategically take out an ad and pay money and know what's being said, the photos being used and when it's coming out, that's advertising. Uh, marketing is its own beast where it all works together. It's different cogs on the promotional wheel here. Marketing is going to be more or less, you know, thinking about your pricing and your packaging. It, it all works together. It's going to be, what am I charging? What do my services look like? So and so forth. So they all work together. And they don't replace one another. I'm right. someone who still has an advertising budget, even though I'm my own publicist, you know? So that's a great question. It's important to differentiate those. Gotcha. No, that was, Hey, that was helpful. Again, like I said, I get to sit here <laughs> and just breathe it all in from you as well as our <laughs> listeners. So that, that was very helpful for myself. Um, so tell me, you know, how can having a good PR strategy, how can that impact your business? You know, what, what can people expect to, to see from that? What kind of impact is it going to make on their business? Well, it, it depends on what their goals are, right? And, and mm -hmm. where they are, they're kind of stationed in their business, how long they've been doing it. You know, for me, if I can pull it on myself for a second, I'm a great example of someone who I, you know, being based here in Richmond, Virginia, I was known in venues. I was at some very reputable brands. People knew me as kind of that wedding reception person. But when I started OFD, I needed to change the conversation about who I was. I'm a PR, I, I, at the time it was more touted as PR marketing expert. Now it's really PR expert. So I started representing myself and being pushing to be quoted in the media, I needed to change the conversation about me, you know, right. and that's what I did is I drew in all of this social proof. It's one thing for me to put things out on my blog and social media and tips and tricks, and here's my expertise. But if special events or wedding pro are going to be kind enough to quote me 
interview me, whatever that builds a gravitas. So that's what it does for me. For other people, it does vary. It, it gives them authority, helps them to stand out. I mean, we are in, especially if we're talking about wedding and events industry for a moment, you know, that is a flooded industry as many industries are. And so if you can step away from competing on price and, and more compete on your expertise and your experience and your authority, discerning customers will come and see the as seen in that you're on the road doing podcasts or speaking and so forth. And that does lend something to that credibility as well. It also helps increase brand awareness. I mean, there's plenty of statistics that show that there's certain forms of media that will help you you know, get clients. And then I guess I would say on top of it, I think we can all agree no matter what industry, Google is what really reigns supreme, right? You know, where you right, rank and right. I'm not an SEO. Yeah, I'm not an SEO expert. So I'm not here to like spout SEO stuff. Like there are people far smarter at that. But one of the things that Google very much um, relies upon and they value are links back from other sites. So if um, Wedding Pro will quote you and then right. they link to your site, there's a, that's great that Google wants to see that. And so when you get quoted and so and so forth, you get on podcasts, there are links that help move you up in Google. So it does different things for different people, helps you explore new areas, build authority, um, diversify revenue streams, things like that. So it's, it, there's, it's kind of like, what can't PR do for you at right, the end of right. the day? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and so now I actually, and now I can go say, uh, Troy Adams as seen in a podcast with Megan Ely. That's what oh, I'm well, going to go That's going to just open a million doors. It's right? No, I'm just all the doors. It's the other way around. You no, know? no, no. Gonna, I'll never have to make a um, dinner reservation again, right? <laughs> you know, Troy, you did his podcast. Just come right in. Oh gosh, I hope that. I hope that. Yeah, I hope we get to that. Um, so I remember. I remember the the very first time I heard you speak. It was back at the uh, the not. Pro experience, I think it was called. Yeah, it was in Carolina, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, in Charlotte, and uh -huh. I remember being blown away. But I I'm also so kind of you. I am, I'm speaking the truth. Um, <laughs> serious. I'm serious. I'm, I had my team with me, and we were all like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing stuff." You're but kind. I was also like, "I'm not doing some of this. I need to do it." And so, you know, for those people who who are just dipping their toes in the water, who are starting with their, their PR um, structure and, and budget and campaign, where do they start? Where's a good place for them to start moving forward? Now, you know, I'm going to get academic for a second because I know, I know the sexy side of this is go write the New York times, tell them you're awesome. Like that's what people uh -huh. want me to say. They want me to say that, but there's like 800 steps before that. I would say to be academic for a second, always revisit and challenge yourself when it comes to your goals. You know where you are in your business. I consider that point A, even if you're 10, 15 years in business, it's where you're at right now. Where do you wanna go? Like from a business, are you looking to diversify um, offerings, revenue streams? Are you looking to be in other parts of the state, destination, like whatever it is for you, right? And the Royal you. And then from there, what publicity goals will help support that, right? Because I don't think anybody has unlimited you know, time, unlimited money. If they do, please interview them because yeah, I, I yeah. would like to hear <laughs> yes. how they did that. Right. And so 
because of that, we have to be strategic. So start to ask yourself, well, where would I like to ask you, where would I like to be published? Like start setting those goals and then challenge yourself on why. I have some people say, well, I really want to be in Harper's Bazaar. And I'll say, well, I get that, but why do you, is that where your clients are going to be? Um, is that something that a discerning customer will come and see that on your site and be so impressed that's going to push them to want to talk about hiring you? You know, right. is it about SEO? So get the better know that. And then two things I'm going to tell your audience to do. Okay. One, sign up for Haro, help a reporter out. It's free. It's nice. called okay. help a reporter out. Just Google it out there in, in podcast land. And what it is, it's a free service. There is a paid version as well, but which I, I partake in, but the free service is great. What it does is Monday through Friday, with the exception of holidays, uh, you will receive emails three times a day. Three times a day, you'll get emails. will be press leads from journalists already working on articles. It's a great way to get your feet wet. Imagine you get all sorts of like, I would like to interview a working parent and here are, you know, about balancing everything in the summer. Here are three questions. All you do is click on their email and you answer the questions and that's it. So if you really just want to start practicing, if you've never done it before, they literally hand you press leads. Now me, you get what you pay for, right? It's free. So it may not be exactly the press you're looking for, but why not start practicing and putting that in your workflow? So that's one. Two, if your interest is in your local market, just put together on, I don't care if it's a spreadsheet, Excel, Google, Airtable, but go through your local media outlets and get a better feel for who's out there covering small businesses. If in your industry, if it's hospitality, weddings, events, you could be a restaurant, you know, it's whatever your industry is, run some keyword searches on your industry and figure out who are the people currently working at that publication that may be in a position to you know, interview you, use you as an expert. And what you're going to want to do is identify them, update that list every six months, reach out with a simple email, subject line, expert introduction. You use them by name. Hi, Troy. First quarter, first paragraph. Hope this finds you well. I see that you cover music and entertainment. Da 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 da. I'd love to introduce myself as a future expert. Should you need one for other articles, something like that. Second paragraph. Dazzle them. My name is this. I'm in. This is a link to my company. And I've been in business X amount yeah. of years. My areas of expertise are X, Y, and Z. Last paragraph. Make it easy on them. Just something along the lines of. In addition, I'm. I. I I host these lunch and learns and I've got a great group of other hospitality professionals around me. If I can't be the right fit, I'm sure I can find you someone who is thanks for your consideration. Boom, send it out. It's as easy as hard as that. I mean, that is just one of those things that people neglect to do that all the time. You just have to be top of mind with these reporters. So when, yeah, they just, you know, otherwise they're going to be Googling and potentially finding your competitors and you don't want that. And I love, uh, I, I love a good uh, framework. Like I'm a, I'm a framework junkie. So I love how you good. just laid out that, that email as far it's as it's, one, two, three. Yep. Makes it, makes it easy. Yeah. Um, all right. So tell me, all right. So somebody on the flip side, somebody who is, they're making some traction with, with their public relations. When does somebody, when's the time to go delegate to a PR professional? Well, that's a great question because the fact is, and this makes me a bad salesman, right? So I hope, I hope <laughs> Allenberg's covering his ears somewhere because he's going to tell me I'm, I'm losing an opportunity here. You don't need a publicist probably for a while. And by you, I mean the royal you of your listeners here. There's a lot that you can be, that can be done in-house as long as you have the bandwidth and yeah. the resources. You can dedicate time. Uh, it's going to take time to do that. What I find is this, it's like anything with delegating. 
If it gets to a point where your time is better spent on something else that is revenue generating, yes, and you can put a little bit of money into someone who can expedite this process for you, or if you've really taken yourself as far as you can, that's when you consider a publicist specifically. It's it's almost like accounting, right? Could yeah. I do my own bookkeeping? Maybe. Maybe I could. I could also find myself sitting in a pile of receipts crying every month. I see right. myself doing that. I mean, I'm not great at math. But if I outsource that, I can take that time and turn it into representing myself, uh, more sales calls and things like that. And I would encourage folks, usually the people who come to me are are established, very established. Yeah. They have the expertise. You know, your first three years in business, you're still, well, we're always learning. I think you and I both agree. Yeah. We're, we're, we're students of the world, but you really maybe aren't ready to, what's it like to host a wedding in a hurricane? If you've no experience in that, then you probably have no business answering a query to that, you know, so yeah, wait till you build up, build up your portfolio and then ask yourself, like, where do I want to see myself go? Do I have the bandwidth or is it worth potentially bringing someone in who already has the pre-existing relationships with bloggers, editors, um, you know, to do your own PR also means you need to know, oh, that writer's on maternity leave for the next three months. I can't write her. Right, that right. person, you know, there's so many things we know. We know someone who's... Um, well, all sorts of different things, certain holidays that they celebrate. And so they're not going to be on email and, and certain times of year that are busy for them. If you feel you can manage it, then go for it. But otherwise it may be worth pursuing as long as you can take that time right. and put it into something else that really matters just either for yourself as a revenue generator quarter sort of activity, or if you're looking for a little bit more time, of course, your family, a little bit more downtime, you know, I don't want to sound like a monster here and say it has to be about the numbers, but you know, make sure well, that time is good use. No, no, you're, you're, well, you're speaking my, my love language now and that, you know, I, I love talking about time and, yeah. and that's one of the things I talk about is that, Hey, at the beginning of our career, you, you can't replace the hustle years. You've got to, for a number of reasons and that yeah, financial reasons for learning reasons, but that there comes a point where, like you just said, you have to make the decision of what's, what's my time worth. If I could go be making a hundred dollars, if I value my time at a hundred dollars an hour, uh, why am I doing something that I could pay somebody $25 an hour on Fiverr or wh whatever it may be that we mm -hmm. have to make that decision of what's my time worth and when do I outsource that? Um, so I absolutely, I, I absolutely love that. I just wrote that down. You can't replace the hustle years. Oh. I literally just wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, awesome. should we put that on a mug? I don't know. I got a quote. I got a quote. No, I think, I think, I mean, I know we're here to talk PR, but if I may say, I really respect you saying that because I think especially in this world of Instagram and TikTok and where people showcase that, oh, I own my own business. I work two hours a week and I'm sitting here drinking my latte. It's like, you guys are, you guys in general, like people out there are making small business to seem that it, you do skip right to the front where you can have, like I'm at the time of this recording, I was telling you, I'm going into the mountains for a long week with my family. Could I have done that the first three years of my business? No, uh, yeah. maybe first five years, you know? So I just want to stop for a second and say, I really appreciate you can't replace the hustle years. I love that. No, Good thank you. you. I think Not, it's honest. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I tell people, Hey, that when I do that talk, like, Hey, the hours I work right now, I could not have worked when I started. And so for those people, for me, for those people, when they start, my goal is, okay, if you're working 65 hours a week, can we get you down to 55, yep. but 55 that produces like 65? Yep. Um, so anyways, 
Um, all right, I'll, I'll leave you with one last question before we, before we, otherwise I could just talk to you for hours. I was going to say, this could be one of our extended, you know, the six part series. Yes. <laughs> so, and you kind of touched on it. Tell me how has PR played a role in, in your successes? Sure. You know, I was my first client. I was my first client. And I would say I'll skip ahead because part of the story I already shared was, you know, changing that conversation over the first probably two years of OFT. So I was synonymous with the company and no longer connected to the, you know, the local venues I worked for, which obviously I'm very proud to have been from there, but people needed to kind of change the conversation. I would say over the years, so it's, I've been able to continue to build the authority, you and I being fellow, you know, connected through wedding pro and all of that. I mean, that is, that has changed my business. It's transformed, but I would say Dean's the number one thing that actually from a PR standpoint that transformed OFD from Virginia based, maybe I would say East coast to more of a national presence. You're going to laugh. It's Prince William and Kate Middleton's wedding. No, <laughs> they got married okay, me and like 10, 11, 11, 12 years ago. And I was probably a couple of years into OFD and I'm a huge Royal part. Like I've, I, I've read all the things done. I think it's just of great interest to me, just the history of it. I think it's, it's interesting. So they were getting married. It was the first Royal wedding in my, not my lifetime. Cause, but I was super baby in the eighties. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but this was like a, it's like my super bowl. So they're getting married and I decided to host a viewing party in my, my little house, you know, we, we lived in all these years ago. And my friend who's British, he, at the time he was making cakes and he made a traditional fruit cake from Great Britain that can be made weeks in advance, which I know sounds horrifying, but it's actually pretty interesting. So I start taking photos that I'm putting it out on Twitter. Cause that's what you did at the time. There was no Instagram yeah. to show that I'm hosting and I'm doing these hashtags and just trying to get attention. I post, I am not kidding you. I post a picture of that cake. And within an hour, the Huffington post was calling me to interview me about the viewing party, no my way. little viewing party called my husband at work. I never do that to tell him I was so excited. Yeah. Well, I should have held the phone because a few hours later, good morning, America called me. Oh my gosh. We want to put a camera in your house for this, which is when I then called Travis and I'm like, okay, I need these 16 things in my life. Like I felt that I needed a new like rug and all these things. <laughs> I needed new uh, lights on the front door, which had nothing to do with anything, but I insisted those be replaced before the, you know, anyways. So, and it was really from there, it just got built up even more and having that was my first foray into true national press. And that is what accelerated OFD and got me on that, that helped push me onto the speaking stage. So for me, it was twofold. It was increasing brand awareness and building authority, but it was also really up-leveling my reputation um, yeah. and I'm yeah. grateful. So thank you, Prince William and Kate Middleton, wherever you are today. The that is amazing. Of, of England. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. And talk about a way to get, to get like a, a honeydew project list done. Like, Hey hon, you know, this thing that uh, I wanted to do to the house, we have to do them now. Like in 24 hours. And he did, <laughs> he did. It was like, it was still, it was a very, like we fit 30 people that did could not be fit. could not really fit in my house. Plus the camera people and the equipment. It was just, but yeah, we got, that's, you know, I often like to get house stuff done before someone comes to visit. So imagine when you welcome a national media outlet in your house, I'm like, okay, we need to like expedite this now. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's an incredible story. I absolutely love that. And I knew you, and I knew you loved the Royal family, but now I really, now I really understand why. 
Yeah, they they really they they did have a part. They played a significant part in um um some early wins for the company. Yeah. Whether they know it or not. I'm just kidding. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should know. Yeah, they should. <laughs> um, all right. So tell me, Megan, for for you know our listeners, where where can people find you? Where can they keep the conversation going? You can find me over to OFDconsulting.com. That's the best way to get started. You can find me on Instagram at OFD Consulting. That's all one word there. Um, don't find me on TikTok because I'm just watching cat videos all day. Like I'm not, there's no conversation to me unless you want to exchange like cat videos. There's really not much to do over there for me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I would encourage everyone, go find Megan, go follow her. Um, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. And it's, yeah, it was absolutely delight to have you here. So Yay, thank you so much for having me. Let's do, uh, let's do episode two sometime. Yeah. Two and three, maybe four. <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> so, Hey, to our listeners, if you want to take this or any topic further, you can find us at make your business or on social media at make your business dance.